everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. You know who I am? I'm Scott. Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com, joined as always by... Uh, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do it every day, baby. 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, right here on the YouTubes, on the Twitter, on the Facebook, wherever you're catching us. Maybe you are got us on the Twitch. We do it every day as we attempt to help you head back to the window and cash those winning tickets. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. It's very important today. If you like and if you don't like and subscribe, Urban Meyer coming to your house to go all Matt Foley on your ass. You know who Matt Foley is, Scott? I do know who he is. Very good. If you don't remember Matt Foley, perhaps you live where remember where he lives. Where does he live, Scott? That I don't remember. He lives in a van down head. by the river. Down by the river. That's where he lives, baby. So make sure that you take care of business there. Uh, and of course, check out our pal Chris King as he does his show every day, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as they talk about just parlays. Just parlays. So don't go over there looking for baking tips, uh, insect talk, politics, none of that shit. It's just fucking parlays. And... Because oh, I realized now that the Matt Foley, of course, is the SNL character. I was thinking Mick Foley. Oh. So that's why I thought I was going with the facial hair thing, but I realized that, no, we're going van down by the river. As that's far as I know, Mick Foley does not live in a van down by the river. That, that's why I was really confused. That's why I was like, yeah, I'm going for the facial hair because, you know, Urban Meyer, the rest, you know, I, I thought there was going to be that connection. Yep. But, we, yeah, we can go with the motivational speech. Good to see Ninja13 in the house. This is the worst week for fantasy football. So much COVID. Well, Ninja, you might have tried... during the playoffs. You okay, might have tried my down. strategy of just sucking for the first 14 weeks, and you don't have to fucking worry about it. Who's the king now? Hmm. Scott, are you in or out? You're out, right? I lost. Uh, I had to win the final game, and the guy I went up against had the most points for. There you go. So, Could have put in anybody I wanted... Could have picked up anybody I wanted. Was going to get killed either way. Matthew Torvik in the house checking in. What's up, Matthew? Good afternoon. Cameron Brown in his band of renown. Says, uh, hello, gents. Let's make some money. That's what we're all about here. Zwa Carter. First thing, are we taking the IUPUI under 119? Well, that's classified. That uh, may or may not be on my board today for some of my premium subscribers, but uh, it's a good trend, that IUPUI I'm, under. I'm not taking the over. I'm <laughs> not playing the over. I'm 119, and that number's come crashing down. It opened up at 122.5, so now 118 even in some spots. So I don't know, man. That's It's one of those trends you kind of get afraid of because you wonder how long it can last, and... Till then, I don't know. Chicago State, terrible defense, Scott. Does it matter to you? Uh, no, because I believe their previous matchup against Tennessee State, Tennessee's not very good at defense. Tennessee State's not good at defense either. And how did IUPUI do offensively? Would they score 45 in that game? Yeah, yeah, not good. They've scored 45, 45, and 44 their last three games. Not ideal. Uh, Joan They're is consistent. here. Joan is here, and she says Urban Meyer's going to be moving into that van. <laughs> That's about right. Oh, man. Is it any surprise, Scott? Urban Meyer gone? Or are you surprised they didn't wait until the end of the season? Well, the only surprise was the fact that it really came down to potential, I know it might have been a love tap, but still potential physical abuse of a player. Yeah. Being the reason why he was thrown out, it wasn't just for total incompetence. In fairness, it was a a kicker. He thought he could get away with it. 
Jaguars fans wanted uh, him gone anyway because he was awful, but the, well, the front office, whether it was the millions they were paying him or just complete stubbornness, were seemed like they were going to keep him until the end of the year, and now they found their alibi. So they were able to get rid of him, and they'll move on from there. There you go. Uh, Magellan Sports checking in, likes the Flyers on the puck line and the Oilers on the puck line tonight. Oilers? I, can't. I would automatically stay away from the Oilers. Can't do it. That's just me. Can't do it. Uh, they lost, what, six in a row? Matthew Torvik, yeah. Matthew Torvik said he'd still take the under at 100. <laughs> That's not too I, far I from wrong. J.R. Black said the great Scots. God damn it. There's the name for the show, Scott. How could we How could we miss uh, that? Scott's free. Um, Matthew Torvik likes my, my, my Seattle Kraken swag. Funny story. My wife texted me yesterday, said, go look on the couch in the living room. It's the beginning of your days of shirtmas, of, uh, of the, um, the um, um, oh, what do you call the, you get a shirt per day? What do you, yeah, what do you call the calendars? The advent. It's shirt vent is what she called it. It's the shirt vent season. So apparently I'm going to get a new shirt every day. So I'll try to, I'll try to wear it if it's fancy enough uh, on the show so you guys can tune in and see what shirt my wife got me today. Uh, we're starting with the Seattle Kraken. I'm a fan, uh, so there you go. Um, Urban Meyer's only fuck up was not having a two and two and three girls grinding on him in that video. <laughs> uh, I always lose when I take the puck line. I, I'm kind of with you there, bud. I, I'd prob- I'm kind of become more of a fan of playing it in regulation versus the puck line. So I'm assuming I'm assuming you mean the minus one and a half, not the reverse puck line, right? Yeah, I, I believe that's correct. So. Okay, but all I know is for the two games that Magellan mentioned, mm-hmm. the Flyers, I don't mind. No. Because I do think that Montreal is pound for pound the worst team in the league. I've been oh. saying that since the opening week. Awful. But I think Columbus might win the game outright against Edmonton because the Oilers have lost six in a row. And I'm not saying Columbus is good or not, but why are you playing minus 200 when you haven't won a game in two weeks? Can you explain to me? I have to be tempted by the underdog in that spot anyway. Can you explain to me why I wouldn't just blindly take the Bruins at plus money against the Islanders at home? Can we just, can we fake? Because of the fact that the Bruins have a bit of a COVID issue. So they're missing some of the best players. I know we talked about their game against the Golden Knights the other day. And unfortunately, uh, right after we said the Bruins were tempting, Marshan was ruled out. They also ruled out Craig Smith. Bergeron's out. They're missing some of their best players. So I guess that's the logic. But the Islanders aren't a good team either. I like the under in that game just because of the fact that Marshand is one of the Bruins' best offensive players. Uh, Smith's been pretty good too. Bergeron, we know how good he is on the power play as well. So for me, I'm looking at the under. We know the Islanders can't score. Boston should struggle because they're missing some of their best guys. I see a low-scoring game in that one. It's a great example of when a rhetorical question turns into an actual question. Excellent. I was going to answer because I'm an Islanders fan, so don't get my hopes up on a potential win. <laughs> All right, but we got a lot to get to today. We got a little NFL action tonight, a little minor game there in the AFC West that I'll probably be watching, not going to lie to you. So uh, let's get uh, underway. Of course, you guys, you know the drill. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and definitely subscribe because we're doing bowl videos all over the place. We're getting ready to do... What are we doing after this show, Scott? Six more bowl games. Six more bowl games today, baby. We're going to be hitting them right after another as soon as we can get the 
uh, videos set up, get the titles in place and everything. We'll be starting a new video. So if you got nothing to do this afternoon, you want to find out some information on bowl games, don't forget to check us out. We'll be doing them live. But most importantly, whenever you watch them, and we do want you to watch them, we want you to vote and let us know who you are playing. Give us a side, give us a total, give us both. No props, no halves, none of that bullshit. I just want straight, I just want straight picks. And we're gonna we're gonna try a little something. We're gonna see how the comment section does with their consensus plays over the course of the bowl season. So I am curious. I'm putting my money where my mouth is, Scott, because I brag about how smart the people in the comment section are each and every day. And we're gonna find out. So uh, let's let's do that, shall we? But before we get to all that fun, let's uh, talk about a little action yesterday. Find out who were the winners, who were the whiners. We'll start off with the whiners, get the bad news out of the way. We'll eat those vegetables and we'll have a little dessert. Let's find out who was picking up their phone and calling the caps. All right, Scott, we're going to get rolling in the NBA. If you had the Spurs, a team total under 114 and a half, they're going up against the Hornets. God bless you. Uh, Hornets rock solid defense there. They needed uh, San Antonio to score less than 33 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, fuck, who are we playing? Are we playing somebody? Oh, shit, we're playing Charlotte. Well, they scored exactly 33 points in the fourth quarter. Finished the game with 115. Uh, that's more than 114 and a half. Oofta, congratulations. You were so close, yet so far away. Call the cops on the Spurs. And looking at the second one in the NBA, if you had the Mavericks plus two and a half against the Lakers, Condolences. it looked like you were going to win the game outright because <laughs> they led by three points with five seconds left in the fourth quarter. LeBron misses a three. You have two Dallas players, I believe it was Porzingis and Kleber, fighting with each other for the game-clinching defensive rebound. Whoops, they knock it out of each other's hands. Falls right into Wayne Ellington's lap. Boom, game-tying three-pointer. Game goes to overtime. You still have a shot, though. Tie game with less than five seconds left. And, of course, the Lakers with a role player, Austin Reeves. Game-winning three-pointer with less than one second left. See you later. Dallas plus two and a half. Rip it up. You've been beat by Ellington and Reeves. Go sit the fuck down. Good God. That was a hell of a shot by Reeves, by the way. It was. It really was. Hey, if you had the Pacers Bucks over 214 and a half, you needed the opposite. You, the fourth quarter, you just needed 41 points by both teams. For God's sakes. Come on. What are we playing in the 160s now? Uh, no, they scored 39. Scott, game landed 213. Oh, you thought you were so good, you cocky bastard. You were strutting around with that ticket. Suck a bag of dicks. Call the cops. It was even more annoying for me because the full game somehow went under, but I had Milwaukee team total under as my play of the day. Didn't. So I lost the individual team under, but yep. the full game went under. That's a real pain in the ass. Threading the needle, buddy. Threading the needle right there. Very good. Well, you know what? There I was... mean, the Pacers are dead to me. I, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. I mean, no. they it was a perfect spot again. All five guys starting lineup healthy. No Middleton, no Giannis. Let's get run out by double digits. What a team. That doesn't sound like much fun. Uh, Cameron Brown said, I called the cops when the Pacers ruined my five-teamer. Oh, oh. Uh, THC is RZA, says Reeves, big time. Yeah, he was absolutely right. It's pronounced RZA. We went through this yesterday. Stakes on the farm, stakes on the Barbie yesterday with the farm play. Fuck yeah, we're killing it on the farm, Scott. Nine and one, last ten. Nine and one. That's never, right. never go against the Musketeers in a fight. Yeah, oh, we, we will say that there was no doubt. That was a that was pretty much a rock and chair win for us yesterday. We will take that. Alex Tate in the house. What's up, Alex? Uh, good to see you. 
Well, Scott, there was some good news out there yesterday. There were some people that uh, had some nice, easy winners, and you know who you are, but you know what? Now we're going to let everybody else know who you are as well as we find out who was sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one was in college basketball. If you had Utah State and Weber State over 144 and a half, can I interest you in 103 points in the first half? <laughs> that makes you feel good. That's going to take landed 175. That's going to take an all timer called the cops not to win there. And of course, you didn't. They scored. Uh, uh, just put up a mirror. What 72 in the second half? Not bad. That's about what the the game was. But uh, unfortunately, yep. they had, fortunately, they had a big first half for you. If you faded. Uh, your Badgers, Scott. Uh, spoiler, move. spoiler alert, not a great team. Uh, 17 and a half to Nichols State. Nichols State led by nine at half. Uh, they ended up losing. They puked it away in the second half, which, you know, that always sucks. But if you had Nichols State there against Wisconsin, whew, man, congratulations. You were sitting in the rocking chair. Well, the number was even more peculiar. It's really kind of an honorary option for odd for uh, odd makers were drunk we ended up not doing it today but the, wisconsin was laying 17 and a half without its best player mm -hmm. seems like a pretty interesting line move there because davis wasn't playing and he's easily their best player but either way looking at the last one of you had the Cavs minus nine against the rockets i know both of us like that play rockets were missing basically half their team and the Cavs led by 31 points at halftime won the game by 35 very sweet. Of course, you know who else was missing half their team was Miami. Didn't fucking matter. You're telling me Philly underperformed again? I know. I can't believe H it. Hard to believe. Uh, hard to believe. And they were at home too, right? I believe they were. Yeah, I think Philly was at home there. So, all right. Well, we got to get to it. This is not going to be a. Uh, this is not going to be a surprise to anyone. Sometimes we like to have little, little uh, curveballs, little bank shots you don't see coming when we give out some of these awards. Uh, this ain't one of those days. Let's get it out of the way, Scott. Josh Lambeau is going to join us here in a minute to find out who today's donkey of the day would be. Scott, I'll let you do the honors. So we got to go to the man who got fired without even completing a year in a five-year contract. It is Urban Meyer who got fired on his day off because there were reports that came out that before a preseason game in warm-ups, he might have given Josh Lambeau, the kicker, a little <laughs> love tap, so to speak, He's... on the power scale. I believe Lambeau gave it a five out of ten. Yeah, so, said it wasn't. It said it, it, I think the quote was, "It wasn't as hard as he could kick, but it wasn't a love tap either." Yeah, so he said five out of ten. The point is, Urban Meyer basically kicked the player, allegedly. We'll throw in <laughs> allegedly, but I don't think anyone's actually doubting that it happened. Right, and. Yeah, he also cursed him out and said, make some effing kicks. And Lambeau said, don't touch me. I don't care who you are. And he said, I'm the damn coach. I can kick whoever I want. I believe he said, it's a I, hell can, of a line, I, I, I can kick whoever the fuck I want. So, yes. Either that, way. Yes. I'll he's a clown. Splash the chips in whatever I want. I am the fucking head coach. Uh, that attitude does not play in the 21st century. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Uh, if you played college football back in the uh, 60s, 70s, uh, I could attest to this. They abused the shit out of the players, but it was all in good fun. It was all done in the name of motivating young men and all that. That those days, those are gone. You don't put your you don't put your hands on people in practice anymore. You can 
You can yell at them a little bit, I guess, but uh, you don't put your hands on players in practice for the most part. So it's a, it's a risky proposition if you do it. You better you better uh, be able to count on the fact the whole team is on your side and nobody's going to report you because that shit gets out of hand in a hurry. So, yep, there you go. So let's talk about this one, Scott. Um, this is this is this is a good one, and you'd think it would be you think it would be one of the two Lakers, but there was an even better example. Let's find out. Who it was. Blow those trumpets, my friend, and we learn who today's gambling hero of the day might be. So we talked about the Lakers game, and that was a obviously a couple crazy endings there to send it into overtime and then to win it. Even crazier game, Scott, between the New Orleans Pelicans and the Oklahoma City Thunder, a game only a gambler could love. But uh, if you had the Pelicans there... Congratulations, because you got to see a gentleman that didn't want to go to overtime. Devontae Graham hit a game-winning shot half-court at the buzzer. See you later, Thunder. Pelicans were minus 180 on the money line, and they got there. (laughs) Not by much, but they got there. Congratulations, all you ticket holders on the Pelicans. Devontae Graham is your gambling hero of the day. I believe the math on it was it was roughly a 61-footer. Stat cast that. Stat that. Crazy, crazy shot. All right. Uh, Scott got me on that under in the Pacers. Well done. Says what? Well, I lost happened. the under with the Pacers, but if you had the full game under instead, you won. So congrats. Uh, you could only imagine how he was at Florida, says THC as RZA. Yeah, I definitely believe that. Um, I need a documentary on that team. Uh, there were some players on that team, Scott. At 2000, you what, Tebow, 2000, 2018. Aaron Hernandez. Mm-hmm. You had Riley Cooper. I'm trying to remember if Leak was on that team. Was Leak was I Leak wanna, still on that I team? Say, they had another quarterback too. I'm saying Leak was the was the quarterback who ended up getting arrested for child pedophilia. Yeah. But I'm saying they had a decent amount of characters, so to speak, on that team. Nathan Cerner says he took Chicago State first half money line on the hardwood. I don't hate anything from that game. If you're if you're any kind of any kind of fading of ooey pooey, uh, you could do it. Uh, who the hell had Pelicans money line? <laughs> oh man, somebody that somebody that's picking up closing line value said, "Well, you know, it was mine. It was minus one ninety, and I got a, I got a deal on it." James S. doing his uh, Santa Claus in the hood impression, going yo yo yo. Uh, had the full game under in the Pacers last night. Yep. Uh, Aaron Hernandez wasn't playing that shit. I, I would think not. I would think Urban Meyer's slapping her. Aaron Hernandez. That's why you That's why you kick kickers. You didn't see him kicking an offensive lineman. You, Urban Meyer stopped by and kicked, kicked a, like a fucking Vita Vey or, or uh, I mean, uh, uh, somebody from the, from the, from the D line. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I'll break you. I will break you, you little piece of shit. Uh, 61 feet or 732 inches. Hey, somebody got a calculator for Christmas. Nicely done, Browns Packer. <laughs> uh, Nathan Cerna took under, uh, 217 in the Knicks today. Mm, don't hate it. Don't hate it. I can live with that. I, uh, I, I, I can't hate it. I mean, Houston's missing half their team and the Knicks offensively have been a mess lately. So I don't mind it. Yeah, man. It's, uh, this is... This is kind of a James S. kind of sums it up for maybe all sports right now. This is NHL is all fucked up. 
It is the NHL especially is having issues. Yeah, they are. Um, although the NBA is no party and the NFL, uh, what do you got? Seventy-five players or some shit tested positive in two days. Uh, uh yeah, it's <laughs> not ideal. If Meyer kicked Aaron, Aaron Hernandez, he'd be dead now. Uh, well, Aaron Hernandez is dead, so <laughs> no, I know what he meant. He's not wrong. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez apparently uh, uh, didn't uh, just shuff, uh, didn't just shrug things off. Not good. Did you see the documentary on Aaron Hernandez? On what was it on Netflix. I did. Yeah. I thought it was informative. It was. It was sad and just fucking ridiculous that you can't you can't let that shit go, man. You get to whatever whatever level you get to, you can't let your homies go. You can't let all the fucking street bullshit out of your life. I was, fuck. It's, it's a tragedy. It's it's, it's ridiculous. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, J.C. Stone says uh, Duke App State first half over. Only need 18 to 20 from App State. It's a lock. It's a lock. Goddamn lock. Well, doing the math on that, it means you need six three-pointers from App State when they're going to attempt 40 in the first half. Is that fair? <laughs> the team likes All the shoot. team does is chuck a bunch of threes. They like to shoot, don't they? They really do. Only from the outside. Are they good at it? Not really, but they try. I uh, still don't understand how you kick your kicker. It's like finger wrestling your running back and your quarterback. Yeah. I'll kick your kicker. Well, because he knew he could take him. He knew he was the only guy who had a shot at taking. And I'm guessing, uh, you know, you make fun of kickers and punters and shit. When you meet him, when you see him in real life, those motherfuckers are in shape. They're in buff shape. They're in way better shape. I don't give a shit who you are. They're way better shape than you are. They're stronger. They're faster. I still remember... <laughs> In New York, one of the last people you'd want to start a fight with would be Steve Weatherford, because that guy was jacked. Yeah. What about what about uh, Janikowski? You want you want to fuck with Janikowski? You know, I know you're not Seabass. I know I'm not messing with Seabass. I know you're not old enough to remember this one. When he's at Florida State on kickoffs, dude, he was a headhunter. He was always in the middle of the shit, and they'd tell him not to do it. Not did he couldn't help himself. He was always in the middle of the fray on kickoffs. He was a monster. Absolutely. Uh, Magellan Sports at Chicago State today. Probably the only time I'll say that. Yeah, mark that spot. I, I agree. I agree. Um, Pat's on the money line. It's going down. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Mm, what do you think about the Bills, Scott? Are they pretenders? Are they frauds? Or are they just going through a bad spot? I th- well, now I think they're frauds because when they lose Tredavious White, who's their best corner, I do have questions about the secondary now, in addition to the fact this team can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of flaws on the current roster. The main issue is that we always talk about teams and what's the ultimate sign of being a pretender. Struggling against winning teams is usually a good indicator of that. What does Buffalo have? One win against teams above 500 this season? Yeah, they beat Tampa Bay. That's it. That's it. Everything no, else. No, they didn't beat Tampa Bay. They, they just lost to Tampa. Hmm? No, uh, who they who they they beat Kansas City. Oh, that's right, that's right. It was their Super Bowl, that one they've had circled on their calendar for, and then they've been shit since then. Correct. Yeah. So if you're going to beat up on a bunch of bad teams, but you're going to lose to all the good teams, as far as I remember, there aren't many bad teams in the playoffs. We talked about we talked about who they beat. They they beat six teams, and you could literally put them in the worst six teams in the league. Jack Jacksonville, yeah. Houston Giants, Jets. Fuck, I don't even remember the other two. Houston. Dolphins were Dolphins were bottom five for most of the year. Yep. Buffalo beat them twice. Alvaro Alvaro Jimenez is stopping by. Great, both great shows. Thanks, man. I assume he's talking about uh, just parlays as well. 
Dude, he's been hot. Either that or the Hernandez documentary. One of the two. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, if you, if you kick if if you kick a woman, you'll never have children again. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, might be the fact that no woman would ever want to be with you again if they find that out. So, uh, you know things are insane when there's no player props for the Browns. Is, they don't have any players, so as nuts is nuts, man. Um, you know they're gonna make them play the game anyway, so. Have fun. Yeah, it's. I guess we're not canceling right now, buddy. I guess no. We're not. We're not pulling the plug. We're just. We're just filling out the roster however we can. Now I don't know what exactly caused the outbreak for Cleveland. Of course, people are going to automatically talk about Denver and how they had to use a practice squad quarterback last year. That was because they really were lax when it came to following protocols. Right. We talked about in the past. Yeah. The, the, I don't the, know the, how the quarterbacks. With the Cleveland. quarterbacks all fucking. They put their. They put their they put their trackers in different parts of the room and then all sat together to watch film and they all got they all got fucking either COVID or quarantine. So that's the point. They tried to circumvent the system right. and that's why the league showed them no mercy. I don't exactly know what caused the outbreak for Cleveland if it was just bad luck, but it seems like the NFL, of course, is a business. And when you have tickets and you have TV deals and whatever, you're going to play the game. So I like the Raiders. I think the line's too low. I'll tell you that much. I was at uh, I was I was at uh, uh, FMA, FAMU when Janikowski was at FAU. The kid was huge. Yes, yeah, swear to God, he was the uh, Russian mafia college kid driving a 500 SL. I wouldn't comment on that. I would say that's certainly in the realm of possibility. Although he was what the Raiders' best draft pick in the last 20 years. Per, yeah, probably, probably. Now we talked about this. You would not take a kicker in the first round, right? I wouldn't. I do think, though, that the San Diego State punter should be a second or third round pick. Yeah. See, and, and I'm I'm of the opinion if you can get a punter or a kicker that is going to be somebody that's going to be a guaranteed ten years, ten to fifteen years for you, draft them in the first round. Absolutely. Uh, Sean Sean People King criticized Sean King and the punter. Yeah, another. Uh, is that that was, is that he's talking about? The, the, was it King? Was, no, Sean King was the quarterback. Sean, uh, right? Played with uh, uh, Sean. If you're if you're going for a name of punter, I can't say I remember the name Sean King. I remember the other guy for the Raiders who basically got blackballed from the league, who I thought was one of the best kickers in the league, or best punters in the league. Marcus but, Marcus but, King. Yes. Yeah. But my 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 question for you is when it came to drafting kickers relatively early. Mm-hmm. Let's just say Aguayo was actually good for Tampa Bay. Would other te- would other teams have followed suit and drafted kickers earlier? Possibly, I'd assume so. Possibly, um, you know, and that's that's the thing. If you if you get somebody that's man, because you know, I'm spoiled being a Chiefs fan. We've had a pretty good run of kickers. Butker's one of the best, and they basically stole him off the Carolina practice squad. But when you watch these teams, like we're going to see tonight, like with the Chargers that have had what three kickers so far this season. Um, yep. it makes you, the it, Jets have had like four, I right. Think. It makes you realize how valuable a, uh, I, I, uh, how valuable a, uh, a kicker can be, bud. It, it just does. Of course, Justin Tucker's on another planet, but having a guaranteed three points every time you cross the 40 yard line is a pretty nice security blanket, but people can roast kickers and talk about how they're not real football players. You know how many games come down to your kicker? Yeah. All the time. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. you kind of need a good one 
But I do think that when it comes to punters, you can make an argument where the the one I'm thinking of, by the way, for punters was Marquette King from the Raiders, who I thought was Marquette, good, not but, not Marcus. Okay, yeah, so I'm looking was, at was a close. situation where, yeah, but you're looking at San Diego State's punter. He's the best punting punting prospect I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And if he can just automatically walk into a 75 yard punt, no questions asked. I do think field position matters. That flips the field. So you're ju- I do think that he'd be worth a second or a third round pick. You're punting from your own 10 yard line, and all of a sudden you turn it around, and the other team gets the ball at their inside their 20. Fuck you! Tell huge. me, you tell me that's not a weapon? Come on! Mm-hmm. No, that's first round. For first round, STM. I'm network. saying second or third for punter. STM network it, agreed with you. Says second round tops. I would argue maybe late first round if he was also the kicker and he was a multi purpose guy, but I'm assuming that he's going to come into the league only as a punter because he was a pretty mediocre field goal kicker. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Eric Nesbitt likes the under, t- I'm assuming that's the, uh, in the game tonight. Christmas comes early under 54. Uh, you want to talk about that game now? I'm going to wait to see if Jones plays or not. You, you know, this chief's defense has been playing really good and they're going to, they're going to get the test tonight because Justin Herbert has not been afraid of the big bad chiefs at all. Uh, eight touchdown passes, one pick, uh, four touchdown passes in the game earlier this year. That was an interesting game earlier. Either. It landed 54, and the Chiefs turned the ball over three times within inside the uh, inside the 30 yard line. They had two fumbles, two fumbles, and an interception went right through the uh, tight end's hands. That wasn't Kelsey. Uh, no, uh, STM Network said no way Jones plays. I'll tell you this: uh, Jones has been changed on his injury designation. He's been changed to questionable from out which I've never seen before. I don't remember. And of course, you have to remember COVID-19 list is not an, it's not technically an injury designation. It's a roster designation. You're not actually part of the active roster. So I don't know. I don't, I agree. I don't, I, I totally was a hundred percent. Jones was not going to play yesterday. And then to see, uh, he, of course he put out a cryptic tweet this morning. It said, uh, thank you, God. And that was it. No follow-up, nothing else. Everybody of course is speculating in the comment section. But uh, it's possible, possible Jones plays. Um, STM Network said, I heard he didn't make the trip. See, I, I don't know. Uh, and it could be that I'm not sure if that's true, that that's a lock that he won't play because you have to test a certain time. You have to be tw- within the 24-hour window. Could he test and still make it there on a private jet? Mm, take the, take the, uh, take the company helicopter. Yeah, he put, and STM Network brings out a good point, and it, it is true. He puts that out every morning. Yeah, agreed. He does. Uh, the Chris Chris Jones loves the Lord. No, no question about it. Uh, too many points for Duke tonight. App State covers. If they get hot, absolutely. If the if the if the three pointers go in, they can absolutely cover that number. No no question about it. That's a, that's a ton of points. You don't need to make many threes to beat big numbers. I I'm a little torn there. I know that Duke killed South. Carolina State, but of course that's not a real basketball team, so I'm not going to overreact to that. But App State, you know, automatically they're getting killed on the boards. They have the worst athletes. It's all going to come down to three point shooting. That's the, that's going to be the key to the game because if App State can actually hit some threes, they'll cover, and if they can't, they'll get killed. So I feel like if you want to maybe look at a correlated parlay there, I don't mind Duke in the under, which I know sounds crazy. Yep, because you're taking a huge spread with the under in a game where you kind of just hope Duke can score as many points as possible. 
but I really question how App State's going to score if the threes aren't falling. Yep, absolutely agreed. STM Network said Seattle Kraken Polo, the betrayal. Well, maybe you ought to talk to your mother about the gift she gives then. It's out of my hands. So, tonight, Scott, Well, we got to talk about the actual NFL game, though, because we yep. mentioned it briefly, but... Yep. Numbers pretty much locked you, into... Uh, numbers locked into fine. three. The total's coming down. I actually saw a three and a half on DraftKings. Okay. Okay. Um, 53 and a half now is pretty much the number market wide from down from, I think it opened up at 55 and a half. So we've seen a couple of points. All I know is that the Chargers are a team that I will give props to for playing well for the last couple of weeks. The Chiefs are on the warpath right now. And with Slater being out, and I know Eckler's a bit banged up, but I'm going to focus on Slater who I really like as a tackle. I mm-hmm. think he's a very good player. And I do think if Jones is hypothetically available, or even if he's not, I do question how well the Chargers are going to protect Herbert when Slater, who I think is one of their best offensive linemen, is out. And I do think that's going to be a problem. I'm taking Kansas City because this team defensively has been good. Offensively, besides the, besides matchups against the Raiders, they have not been great. But it seems like they are starting to at least – get close to where they need to be for a potential run. I'm not going to overreact to them losing the first meeting this season because you mentioned the turnover differential. You had a couple of interesting situations that took place in that game, but I'm going with the chiefs. This team is just right now the best team in football. Can I say that? Yep. Well, if their defense keeps playing the way it is, you're absolutely right. Yeah. They, uh, that was the, the, I, I said it, I said it on my video. I did the play of the day. Uh, the only thing, the only team that, Stop the Chiefs against San Diego, against the Chargers was the Chiefs. They they just punted once, so they were uh, they were bit by the turnovers. Including uh, this was a team that for th- they had three turnovers, still were in a position to win the game at the end. It was tied. Chiefs were driving. Mahomes throws that ridiculous pass on, pass on third down that got got picked off. Probably probably the worst pass of his career. And uh, off the you back, mean the lob pass like thirty yards down. Right off the back back foot and. Uh, the Chargers My main takeaway from that game is the fact the Chargers did score 30 in the end. That was when they could have just taken a knee and you had the turnovers in their own territory for Kansas City. But that was when the Chiefs were on pace to be the worst defense in the history of the sport. Mm-hmm. So now that the defense is finally good, I do think the Chargers have problems because when you look back at how the Chiefs were playing back then, how did the Chargers barely win that game? That's that's a great question. Like I said, they got the ball three times within the, inside the thirty yard line, and they still and they put up just thirty points, including seven of them that came there on that on that last drive when they were aided by a very questionable pass interference call on fourth and nine. So yeah. By the way, Browns backer a sack only counts against QB rushing yards in college, not in the pros. I saw somebody mention Herbert over in rushing yards. Truth is, I like Herbert and Mahomes to go over in rushing. I think both of them will scramble. The underman says Pat Mahomes is the goat. Uh, it's early. He's the kid. He's the baby goat right now. He's definitely on the way. Yeah. It's it, going to be really tough to beat Brady when it comes to goat status just because of the longevity. Mm-hmm. And if he wins an MVP at 45, I mean, it's a wrap. But it's already a wrap, but, you know, it's going to make it even harder. The issue when it comes to goat is that it's hard to determine what you prioritize more, talent or just the resume. Nobody's ever going to touch Brady's resume, ever. It's really just an insane once-in-a-lifetime type of list of accolades he has. Yep. When it comes to talent, I think Rodgers is light years ahead of Brady. Agreed. But I don't think anybody cares. 
No, but I, I also agree. Uh, Brandon Kubas, first quarter over. Chiefs have been uh, starting hot and wouldn't doubt a Charger score as well. Uh, I, I've been playing the Chiefs in that spot. Chiefs first quarter, Chiefs first half. Those are all really good plays because the scripted the scripted part of Andy of Andy Reid's offense has been fantastic over the last two months. So if you want to play Chiefs, I don't hate the over, but you know, like I said, that defense has been very good. Is the Chiefs defense really that good as they've showed the last six games? Probably not. They're not. They're not Baltimore. You know, in in two thousand, they're not a they're not a defense is going to give up ten points a game, which is what they've been doing over the last month and a half. But until we see some cracks in that defense. And so, until until somebody goes out and does it, then I'm not willing to write off the Chiefs' defense as a flash in the pan. You know, I, I feel like this defense is legit, but you look at some of the teams that they've faced during this stretch; it has not always been full of elite offenses. Of course, the Cowboys game was one of the best offenses they faced, but we've seen how Dak has looked for the last couple of weeks. And I'm not taking it away from Kansas City because, of course, you still have to, you know, beat the teams in front of you. But when you play well defensively against the likes of Jordan Love, the Raiders, the Cowboys, with a potentially injured Dak, Denver, and the Raiders, I do question the level of competition. Correct. Correct. That's the thing. You you played you played two real teams. You played two real offenses there, and only one of them had their starting quarterback. So. Yeah. And that 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 is the question. We're, like I said, we're going to find out a lot about this one tonight. Um, I've got the Chargers. I think it could be a very close game. These games are traditionally close. They uh, they grind it out against each other. By the way, if you're looking at stats for this series, you can throw out the last game of last season. Those were all second string players for Kansas City, as they had nothing to play for. They had they had the uh, everything already wrapped up. So they they started basically nobody in that game. So uh, well, to, Chargers to in the points, says Mark Moore. Just to mention the obvious part, if you want to fade the public and you want to go contrarian, then take the Chargers because I'm sure the public's going to be all over Kansas City, especially during the winning streak. I understand your point, Mark, about the soft schedule for Kansas City, but I really do have question marks about the Chargers because of some of the injuries. Eckler is such a valuable piece. He's questionable. And I am curious if he'll be limited to some capacity when it comes to potential snap count, et cetera. Slater being out sucks. But the first game of the the first matchup this season, the Chargers won. Kansas City was awful, and yet they were still in the game. And the Chargers go for it so frequently on fourth down at their own even 30-something yard line at times. All it takes is one really bad fourth down play call, and the Chiefs are already in field goal range. Yep. Absolutely true. Joan asked a great question, Scott. I'm going to put it to you since you're a Cowboys fan. Do you think Dak has reached his peak? I'd say no. I, I feel like Dak, as I mentioned in the video a couple of days ago, I just think he's injured. You can tell when he missed the game against the Vikings that he was dealing with something in his leg. And even though it might have healed temporarily, you can just tell the footwork's not there. The arm strength, not, the arm strength is not there. The technique is not there. Dak looks awful. I can't really say peak because I do think the weapons are there for him to have a really nice couple of years if he stays healthy. Peak is a bit strong because he's still relatively young, but I do think at this stage, he's a little bit overrated. Okay, fair enough. 
STM Networks is 83% of the money is on Kansas City as of this morning. I'm not surprised one bit. Not surprised. J- I'm saying if you, if you want to fade if you want to fade the public, take the Chargers. JC Home JC Stone talking about Mahomes' brother Jackson getting kicked out of a Kansas City bar trying to play the Do You Know Who I Am card. Um, I think he's 21, 22, and he is a bit of a uh, he's a bit of a jag off, Scott. I'm not gonna lie. I like Mahomes a lot. I didn't know that. I I, I learned today that you can be 21 years old and still qualify to be a clown. Yeah, I thought you had to go to clown school. I thought it'd maybe take you till you're 23, 24, but nah, you can get an early start, I guess. Agreed. Uh, Roland Mims checking in likes the Pacers minus ten. I have no thoughts on the Pacers laying ten. You you got to talk to this guy. I'm I'm done. I'm done with the Pacers. <laughs> they, are they dead to I'm you? Done. They're dead to me. I'm done. You're not. Fading. I said in the video yes. I, t- I said in the video this morning for my play of the day when I recapped the loss. If I if anybody hears me take the Pacers in any capacity this season, you ha- you have the right to slap me in the face. Time for an intervention. Oh, this, yeah. Det- this Detroit team without Jeremy Grant, without Olenek. Uh, I mean, I know Olenek hasn't played for a month, but I don't know, buddy. They're under, man. I'm sorry to tell you this, but the Chiefs minus three is not our farm play. So, sorry it's, to tell you. It is not. Uh, fade the public because you know the books won't lose all that money. Fade the public, always a good strategy right up until the time it's not. But it's uh, you can you could definitely do worse than, than fading the public. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. You'd see it in our eyes. No. No, I made, um, a, I, I made a play of the day on this, and I went the other way. I'm not going to lie. I'm fine with fading the public because I do think that the public definitely has some spots where things look too easy, and it never is because that's how the sports books make money. But all I will say is if you're going to blindly fade the public, I don't agree with that. Mm-mm. I do think if you want to use that as a secondary argument, you can. But you should at least look at the rosters, look at some type of statistics, and form an argument on your own as to why you like a, a specific team instead of solely relying on fading the public. I think you need at least one argument that you can make besides that. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair enough. Embiid um, is questionable tonight. Did you know that? He's always questionable. He's questionable uh, when he goes to bed. He's got an ankle problem now, so Niang's out. Oh God, is this the is Anybody this but is this the hardest week to cap the NBA to cap major heard, sports right now? Well, big news for the Sixers. I heard Ben Simmons is out. <laughs> Dead to me too. Says is it, the, is it the hardest week? It's it's always crazy with COVID. It's a situation where I have had to make some adjustments to when I'm actually betting games. Most of the time, yeah. that I've been betting games, and now, of course for overnight. Because of the YouTube videos, I do have to bite the bullet, so to speak, and give out a play significantly in advance. But when it comes to personal plays that I'm doing, I will usually wait until right before game time. Will I miss some line movement? Of course. But I'd rather miss line movement and know who's playing than gamble and miss half the team. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So it's, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. And you know that's 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 it's kind of fun doing the bowl games because you you get you always get the opt outs and now you get the COVID situation so we could look at at least those are announced in advance it's, yes it, for the most part for the most part they are but there's no question we're gonna make a couple of these bowl videos and we're gonna look like look like absolute clowns because somebody important's not gonna fucking play it's mm-hmm. just the way it is so do keep that in mind. Huh, when we get back to some more Jacob deGrom talk in baseball, um, I'm going to guess about three months, four months. I was going to say when he's healthy, but yeah, your answer is probably better than mine. Uh, 
pretty much right uh, there, right three there. months it might be longer it depends on how long the lockout is oh, so. oh god no kid oh fuck yeah we didn't even talk we haven't even talked about the lockout yet yeah but that's the thing is that since we started focusing more on game centric uh mm-hmm. you know type of programming there's been a lot of news stories and stuff that we have not really covered right a lot of crazy stuff going on in sports right now because we try to keep it around 45 minutes that's that's our that's our target and it's a challenge It's because we want to talk about shit. We want to talk to people. Um, I, the, to me, that's the best part of making these. People think I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not fucking kidding. I love interacting with people in real time because you and I, we just sit in our, in our fucking bubble and we look at the camera and we make videos and it's boring as shit. But getting to talk to people in real time, that's what's, that's what's fun to me. So anyway, let's do it, buddy. It's time. It's, uh, it's, it's, you can tell when the views go up. Everybody, everybody stops by right about now. I don't blame them, because we've been hotter than shit lately, my friend. Let's find out who it is. I know everybody's got their straw hats on. I know everybody's ready to do it. You got your overalls hitched up, guys? Get on that John Deere. Fire that motherfucker up, because once again, it's time to bet that farm. Scott, I can't remember. How'd we do yesterday? We had a Xavier minus the points against Moorhead State, and we ended up picking up a nice winner. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! There it is. Nine and one, baby. That's right. You turn into this show, we're going to win at a 90% clip. Guaranteed. It's a nice run, Scott. I'm having, we're doing it, having a nice run there. I'm having a nice run on the premium side. We're... Uh, 11, 3, and 2, our last 15 over there, so uh, 16, whatever. So, yeah, it's a good time, man. Had a uh, had a rough start to December, but we're ready to rock and roll. We're ready to keep it going, and we got a good one cooked up for you today. Scotty, what is it? So, we're going back to college basketball, and we're looking at Jackson State, plus the 16.5 against Drake at minus 105 Hate on DraftKings. We know Drake was a great cover team last year. We think they might have used up all of their covers last year because they played nine games against D1 teams this season. They're five and four straight up. They're one and eight ATS, so they are really awful at covering numbers. Meanwhile, Jackson State, not good overall. However, they've played 10 games, six, three, and one ATS. They've actually been pretty good cover. Uh, they've been a pretty good cover team up to this point. Drake, fun fact, has not won a game by more than 10 points since November 14th, which just so happened to be the second game of the season. And Jackson State has challenged itself a little bit, played against Iowa State, played against Northern Iowa, lost both those games by 10, played against Louisiana Tech, lost that game by single digits, played against Marshall, lost by 14. This team's been keeping it close. And and those are all massive spreads. Those were all like 18 plus, right? Uh, Yeah, uh, give or take. They're usually somewhere in the mid double digits to high double digits, Mm -hmm. but... You're looking at a spot where Drake laying this amount of points might have been tempting last year, but not this year. We'll take Jackson State plus the 16 and a half. Fade the Drake. Fade the Drake, everybody. That's it. All right, kids. There you go. You know, we dug deep for that one. Give us Jackson State plus 16 and a half against the Drake tonight. As always, we wish you guys nothing but the best. Hope every one of those tickets in your pocket magically turns into cash money when you head back to the window. Whole game shows. Yep. Don't forget to check it out. We're going to be doing 
Six in a row, baby. All the Saturday Bowl games, we're going to be knocking them out here, so be sure to check in. But if you don't check them out live, make sure that you watch them and vote on who is going to win and uh, and or what the total is going to be. Put your favorite play. If you got two, put them out there. Or I'm going to prove to the world how good the comment section is when it comes to handicapping. So this is your chance to shine. Scott and I get to show off every day, and now it's your turn. So you guys uh, do that if you would. Love to see you. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Almost 90 people today. It's a beautiful thing. Keeps going up. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. We do it every day. 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central right here as we head back to the window. Take care, everybody.